Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply It's been a pretty amazing uh, year for West Ham, but there's no better way, I don't think, than capping it off with a win like that against Arsenal at the Emirates. I don't think many West Ham fans would have predicted that. I certainly didn't. I said I predicted a 3-1 Arsenal win. Uh, my heart was hoping out for, holding out for a draw, but my word, Riley, what a night that was. Really great performance from West Ham. There's a lot we've got to get through. There's so much to talk about in terms of the game. Um, so we'll just we'll go through the sort of key parts of it with you, mate. Um um, first of all, uh, the beginning and before the game even started, the, the lineup came out. No Kurt Zuma, injured, unsurprisingly. Unfortunately, with Kurt Zuma, that is just going to be the case for him for the rest of his career. But he was out, mate, and Ogbonna was called in. Um, I think uh, I think I can safely say many West Ham fans felt a feeling of horror when they saw that and thought, oh, God, you know, you know Ogbonna and Mavropanos together up against an Arsenal side chasing for the title. You think, you know, we're in big trouble, mate. But. No, he did, he did very well. What, what did you make of the lineup, mate? Was you quite concerned? Well, first of all, mate, have a, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New yes. Year, of course. As we yeah, say, you're in the Christmas jumper. Yeah, mate. You know, I'm a bit disappointed actually because um, I got a Christmas jumper for on Christmas Day and it had a picture of Mikel Antonio on it saying, like, Merry Christmas. So I wore that over the Christmas period. But I got this one literally yesterday and I, I was so disappointed because I would have definitely worn this over Christmas. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely the best way to cap off your Christmas. Sending it out a West Ham jumper, win against Arsenal. And I think, to be fair, Arsenal probably rank now maybe joint with Tottenham as a team that I just want to mm. beat more than anyone else in the league. But yeah, yeah listen, yeah. you know, talking before the game, uh, I'll be honest, Ogbonna this season, he has looked a bit past it. He has looked like Probably it's his last year for us. And, and you know, last season when, when we called him into action, he, he looked like he was ready. He looked like he could just do a job for us. Uh, this season, he's looked past it. He's made a lot of mistakes. He's looked very tired on the ball. Uh, he's been outrun, outmanned a lot of the time. But I tell you what, mate, last night, 
it, he rolled back the years, didn't he? He was classic Og Bonner. Um, he, he was probably my man in the match. He was absolutely brilliant in that defence. He got so many tackles right. He did everything. Honestly, he was brilliant and he led from the back. And um, I think it's a, a little bit worrying that probably our best defensive performance from two centre-backs this season has come mm. from Mavram Panos and Zuma. And um, mm. Og Bonner, sorry, when Zuma and Again are not playing, when they're meant to be our priority best centre-backs. When Mavropanos mm. has played with Aged or Zuma, he's not looked that great. Uh, when he played with Ogbonna last night, I mean, he looked mustard, didn't he? So it, it is a little bit worrying, I guess, that, that that's the centre-back partnership that's produced the best defence in my eyes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been called into action. He gave a, a brilliant post-match interview. And, uh, you know, he's done exactly what we'd want him to do. He's come in, done a job, and he's, uh, he's assured us at the back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, like you say, I think... I was of the opinion, like West, many West Ham fans, I felt that his, his days had gone. Uh, I thought that that's it now. He's, he just looked, he has really struggled when we've seen him play, um, when he's been thrown in anyway. But yeah, he, he, he certainly rolled back the years last night. He was he was really accomplished and looked very comfortable, solid. And that that old Ogbonna feeling, you know, like of just putting his body on the line, absolutely doing everything to make sure that we kept a clean sheet. And it's just what you want. And him and Mavropanos look great together. And I, like you say, I know you kind of think, oh, bloody hell, it's a bit strange that our sort of backup partnership looked better than our first but in a sense I suppose it's a good thing though because obviously Zoom is probably going to be out for a period now I don't know enough about it I heard I've seen on Twitter three months but I, I don't know I don't know how true that is and then obviously a Gerd well we don't even know if a Gerd's going to play for West Ham again there's talk about him possibly going in January so there's lots of I mean I doubt that's going to happen personally I don't think West Ham would yeah, sanction yeah. a sale personally but it just gives a little bit of comfort knowing that you've actually got a couple of centre aisles behind that that can do a good job. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about Mavra Panos in a bit, but yeah, really pleased with Ogbonna. But then, um, funny enough, Riley, well, I was going to go to the game. I've, I've been a bit under the weather, so I couldn't do it. But then I went mm. to, um, I was also watching it on telly. By the way, my missus is an Arsenal fan. So <laughs> I didn't talk about this in the preview. So that was uh, quite an interesting evening. It's the let's, let's that way. The yeah. house derby, is it? It is, yeah, yeah. And and to be honest with you, I, I said in the preview, I was dreading the game, right? Dreading it because of that reason. I've got my missus is Arsenal, my, my brother's Arsenal, my stepdad's mm. Arsenal. I'm seeing them all tomorrow, right, for a family do. So I was thinking, oh, do you know what? I just hate playing this thing. Cause, you know, we, we don't beat Arsenal. West Ham and Arsenal, we've never got a good record against them. They tend to beat us pretty much home and away. They always seem to get a result against us. So... It's never a nice feeling whenever I've got to meet up with everybody, and then it's always like, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of getting on the stick. So, as you can imagine, Riley, I'm quite looking forward to tomorrow. Now I'm going to be leaving at about five in the morning to get there. Um, but yeah, so I was watching it on telly, and then I'm sort of talking to my missus about the game. I go, oh, yeah, this. I'm sort of explaining to her like what how I think we're going to line up, and all of a sudden in the background, I can see Paquetta limping down the tunnel, and I'm going, I'm pretty sure I just saw Paquetta walking off of the medical team, and then I thought, hopefully it's not, hopefully it's not. But then, then they pan the camera back round, and the rest of the team are still warming up, and I'm like, oh no, something's happened to Paquetta. And obviously, then the news filters through to the, the um, you know, the, the pundits, whatever, and they're going, oh yeah, real reports now Paquetta went down injured, and I'm thinking, oh fuck, here we go. You know, we've just lost Zuma. Now we're about to lose Paquetta, but he comes out, mate. He came out, Paquetta. To be fair, he did start the game, but he didn't last long, half an hour. Um, I don't know the severity of the injury. I'm glad to see him walking around clapping the fans at the end. He looked quite comfortable. So hopefully it's not too bad. But, you know, what do you know? But that was a big blow. Um, but, mate, you wouldn't have known it with West Ham last night. You would not have known that was a team that was missing its first choice centre-backs and Lucas Paqueta, who's probably our most influential midfielder in the team. We, we were dominant. We were excellent. We played, I wouldn't say well, dominant is probably not the right word, but we, we, were, we were excellent on the ball. I thought Ben Rama came in and did a great job. Um, Mate, and then we go one up. Uh, well, it's actually, we went up before Paquette went off. We went, we Paquette went off on the half hour mark, but the 13th minute we scored, 
Um, let's, let's talk about the goal because it's as usual now. The Sky Sports world, all they're focusing on is this fucking goal. I'm going, oh yeah, VAR, VAR, because it can never anything ever, ever heaven forbid, West Ham actually put in a decent performance and deserve a pat on the black. The only reason we won apparently is because of VAR, by the sounds of it. Um, but what was your take on it? I take it you've seen the goal back. Um, obviously, it was a lengthy kind of VAR look because the ball went out. Bowen cut it back to to, uh, to Suchek, who smashed it in, but they're claiming the ball went out. I'm going to be honest, Matt. I thought we were a little bit fortunate. I, I, I think the ball went out. That's my just gut feeling, but they couldn't prove it. What was your take on it? Uh, well, it's just one of those, mate, where if the referee says it went out of play, the goal doesn't get given. Uh, VAR would not have overturned it. And um, if the goal gets given like it was, then then it, it stays as it is. I mean, it's happened to us. You know, I remember Bruno Fernandes swinging the ball <laughs> at the London Stadium and then Pogba yeah. scored to make it like 2-1 against us. Like, it has happened against us before. And, you know, it's it's mm. one of those where the technology probably needs to improve uh, to be able to do it, whether you need a, a camera, maybe like on the goalpost or something like that, just, just yeah. to down the line or just uh, or just sensors like they do for goal line technology just have sort of some sort of form of sensors around the pitch and then yeah, just go, yeah, when mean, it goes out the referee just gets a notification and went yeah the ball went out throw in or call yeah. or whatever you know, you know what I mean? yeah exactly i mean obviously the technology does need to improve i mean it, it that was that also happened to arsenal i think against um newcastle and then there was also yeah. a push or shove whatever but you know arsenal fans are always going to try and play the victim and and, and put that as to why they lost I'm actually really surprised that Mikel Arteta wasn't like the main talking point of his interview. I think yeah. he was actually quite respectful and he, and he actually gave us the plaudits that we deserved. Mm -hmm. um, my gut feeling as well, mate, is it probably was just out of play uh, looking at the video. But yeah. you, you can't tell me for certain that that ball went out of play. Well, that, 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 I think that's the point, wasn't it? So I think that the VAR uh, interception was to say that we have to prove at 100% that the ball went out to overrule the referee's decision. So that was the point of it. And as you say, you couldn't do that because Bowen's legs in the way. So you can't really see. There was, there was sort of, as they're framing it, you could see at one point the yellow part of the, well, the yellow, the yellow ball as it's come in, you could see it's quite clear, in my opinion, that the ball's quite, I think it looks like it's out. So when I saw that, I thought, oh no, they're, they're going to rule this out. But as I've said, but they can't see the whole ball. So they can't be, they can't judge it enough. So look, as you say, mate, these are swings and roundabouts in the in football. You know, I, I, I'm not. I, I don't think that has to take away anything from what West Ham achieved last night. I thought we were excellent. We really were good. Um, they can bang on about all the possession. We'll talk about it in a second. Arsenal's chances and what have you. But ultimately, who cares? West Ham were clinical. We're excellent. We worked hard for that goal and worked. And but it went, it went in our favour. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Get over mm. it. You know what I mean? And, and typically, like you know, as you say, that's what they're probably going to hear now most of the time. Is oh yeah, we were cheated. Then day we won two 0 So you know what I mean? It's not as if that was a deciding goal. It wasn't. Um, yeah. Pekketa then went off, mate. Half an hour mark. I mean, I've got to admit, we're one up. You lose Pekketa, you think, oh god, here we go. Is this going to change everything i was dreading then the impact that ben rama was going to have i was a bit worried about um how he would play because obviously he's got to talk about him being unhappy looks like he might want to move on etc etc but he was great i thought he put in a really good shift it didn't really disrupt our play at all i thought we played really well if anything actually it probably helped us because i think paquetta was carrying that um for the first half hour so you could kind of sense he wasn't quite at it and was able to burst and do his usual um play his usual game so i don't think it was actually too bad for us um but Arsenal, mate, had a, had a you know, they had a fair bit of the ball, as to be expected. I think the majority of the game, I think they had about 80% of the ball. Um, they had a couple of chances, but I, I, I don't really think, and I think it's, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh, I can't really recall Ariola making 
you know, world-class saves. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't as if they were peppering our goal, you know, battering us and we were clinging on for dear life. I thought we were coping with it pretty well. What was your take on Arsenal's overall play, especially the first half? Uh, I think they should have scored, mate, to be honest. I think that they created enough chances. They had enough touches in the box to where they definitely should have scored or created better, better opportunities for themselves. Mm. Um, but I think we defended really well. I think it was... Your, it was your classic take of a David Moyes away top six uh, performance, which, to be fair, we have often criticised him for because often we don't get that goal and then we are just sitting in and hemming in and, and waiting for that goal. I mean, you know, may, maybe if you look at that game and that, you know, we don't go 1-0 up and we are just defending the way we're defending, I think mm. he gets a lot more criticism, you know. Um, yeah. And I don't think his approach would have changed from the 1-0 to 0-0. Um, but, you know, Mavropanos gets, I think, what he scored in the 73rd minute or... No, like 55. So we, we got to half time and then, yeah, 55 minutes. Yeah, we scored oh, just wow. 10 minutes after the break. Yeah, it's quite, it was early. It was quite early in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Mavropanos scores 55 minutes in. I think at half time you get a lot of West Ham fans saying, oh, you know, we're basically heading towards the defeat. You know, we, we're just going to allow ourselves to concede. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it works for you, that approach, and sometimes it doesn't. But mm. I think the mm. important thing is that, we defended really well. We got the big tackles right. Um, yeah. I mean, Arsenal struggled to create chances. Um, we kept Odegaard, I think, relatively quiet. And to be fair, if you look back at the game, mate, Ariola did make quite a few decent saves. Um, but they weren't, like you say, world-class saves. Yeah, so yeah. I think there was... I remember Saka having a header, I think, the first half. He saved pretty well. Um, and I remember, obviously, Saka hit the post as well. And so there was a couple of chances, but it was a relatively comfortable night for him. Relative. As you say, he had to pull off a few saves. But as you say, it wasn't as if he was having to pull out some of the best saves of his career. It was sort of just relatively sort of straightforward stuff he's going to deal with. And which, look, at the end of the day, you're expecting that against an Arsenal side. They're chasing the title. They're, they're, they've got abundance of quality. But we've got to talk about West Ham's defensive display because it was so organized and resolute it really was and every player I think when you're going to beat these sort of teams you need every player to play well like you you, you can't afford to have one or two players not quite at it because they, they'll just get, get exposed but I, I just thought genuinely like I, I, I would struggle to um, you know criticize players in that game to say yeah he wasn't quite at it he was, didn't play that well I, I genuinely thought all 11 players really put in a good shift and work very hard, mate. And I, I've got to say, like you say, it was prime Moyes ball. It really was. It was prime, exactly how he likes to set up. And and Mark Arteta fell for it. He totally fell to the trap of 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 putting everybody forward, trying to get the goal. Couldn't really break down West Ham, and we just we were just so clinical. It reminded me of that Brighton performance early in the season. We're just we're just picking them off, and and that Amabrapanos goal. Sorry to jump around a bit, but that was the perfect time, wasn't it? As well, you know, second half expecting a bombardment from Arsenal. I was thinking, you know, one, there was never enough. To, you know, we, we can't really hold on to one goal. We're going to have to try and get another at some point. And when that, when we got that corner, which again was created by Emerson, by the way, he was so influential in that game. Mm. You know, we'll talk about a man in the matches in a minute, but he was amazing. He created, he got the corner. And I remember thinking to myself, this is the perfect time to score now. If we can just get a goal now, got Walprouse setting up, we can go two up, we can wrap this game up. You know what I mean? Because that will rattle Arsenal. And it, it, mate, it did. And their, their crowd went down. Rice's head went down, which was glorious. And it was just brilliant. It was just an absolute uh, amazing, amazing. And we've got to talk about Declan Rice, mate. I know, you know, we don't want to sort of be the sort of channel that's in slags him off because the end of the day, he was a great player for West Ham. But we've got to admit, mate, bloody hell, it does make it sweet, doesn't it? Uh, the fact that he's left our club in the summer as captain to join another London rival. You know, let's be honest, it didn't feel good. It never will. Um, not that we're bitter, really. I think, I think West Ham kind of moving on from it a little bit now. But 
oh mate when it's sweet to see him uh well well i mean it was amazing he, he had let's be honest mate he was affected by west ham fans last night really affected i thought he's one of the worst performances i've seen at Declan rice in a in a football shirt i've not seen him play he was misplacing passes all over the shop he, he, he struggled he really struggled and i think I think those West Ham fans at that ground got to him. I really do. I think they, I think he felt that the intense he was intense he was getting. What, what did you make of the whole Rice situation? Well, listen, I, I know there's been a lot of talk about you know giving us a couple extra quid for the Deccan Rice, and I know it's been floating about. And I just want to put the rumours to bed and, and just put it out there that I tell you what, three points, six goals, you know, two wins, home and away. I mean, it's enough, guys. Like, it's an, it's fine. You yeah, don't have to give us money for it. It's cool. It's cool. You know, I think you've given us enough. You know, you gave us a, a, route, a route into the next round of the cup. You know, you've given us so many great memories. You know, I think I think let's just leave it at that. Let's leave the money. The two wins, I think, are enough for us. So, you know, Arsenal, please don't feel too charitable next time we play you, because I feel like you've given us enough for Declan Rice. You know, that's, all, that's all I want to say. But yeah, I mean, I think I think it, it, they probably did get to Declan. Uh, and it, it'd be difficult not to, wouldn't it? I think you get yeah. an early goal, which really helps us. Um, you get frustrated throughout the game, not scoring any chances. Uh, and then again, Mavropanos, he scores. And you know, Deck gives away the penalty in the end as well, which you just sort of think is the kind of, just sort of sums up the game really for him. Uh, and I think it's probably tough, isn't it? Because you probably, um, as much as some West Ham fans probably want to criticise him and, and get on his back, I think mean, he does still have a very strong account for the club. But he probably loves the club quite a lot. Mm, and um, yeah. you can tell that when he plays that, Maybe he hasn't got the same like tenacity and, and ferocity that he has when he plays other clubs. There is kind of a an element in his head that's sort of like, you know, these are my mates that I'm playing against here. I've mm, been, been mm, in this club for years. Maybe it will change in a few seasons. And I think the way some fans do treat him probably would get my back up and, you know, force me to play a little bit better against uh, West Ham. But I think it, it is tough for him to, to sort of cope with. And, you know, it's his first season away from the club, really. And let's mm. be fair, other than really that performance he's been one of the best players in the league oh yeah yeah so you know but thankfully you know he had a bit of a stinker against us so we'll always take that yeah I agree I mean Declan Rice is a wonderful player and has been amazing for West Ham and he is amazing for Arsenal there's no two ways about it as you say I get the feeling that maybe in his mind he was expecting a different response I think he was maybe in his heart he thought that he was going to be given a very warm welcome by West Ham fans it's just he just unfortunately you know he's misread it big time West Ham fans are just not like that even if look I'm not saying West Ham fans hate Declan Rice of course they don't West Ham fans really you know got a real big soft spot for Declan what he's done but ultimately he has left the club and West Ham fans will let him know it and he knows deep down it's all in jest. I don't think he's treated as you know anything. There's no sinister feeling behind it. It's just the fact that they are going to get you, going to give you stick. And I just don't know. I got the feeling that you know from what I've taken from what I've seen from the game and from people that have been there, that were there last night. It said the atmosphere was quite fierce towards him. Um, it was very noisy, and you could just see it was affecting him. I, I was watching, you know, watching telly, thinking he's having a bit of stinkery. He's putting the ball all over the shop. This is not like him. And I, you know, you do wonder whether he was probably thinking, "This is not these." As you say, that's my family over there, my West Ham family. I grew up with them as a kid, and they're giving me a lot of stick here. You know what I mean? And and, and I've got to admit, I mean, it did make me laugh. The um, when they started singing the Declan Rice, Declan Rice, Declan, Declan Rice, when he gave away the penalty, and, uh, and then was it um, what was it a two nil down, two nil down, Declan Rice? I thought it was uh, quite fun, and but uh, we've got to enjoy these moments because. But they don't come along a lot, a lot for us. We know they don't. Or the vast majority, if you're going to play Arsenal 10 times, they're probably going to win the, vast, the majority of those games. You know what I mean? So, 
but we've done really well this season. Turn them over, as you say, at our place. Turn them over at theirs now. That's, that's great. And I'll, let's be honest, I think we play them again in February at um, London Stadium. I can't imagine they'll be looking forward to that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think Arteta and Arsenal fans are thinking, oh, Christ, and Rice especially, probably thinking, I'm not looking forward to that game. But look, we're up to sixth, mate. It's a new year. We're about to go into the next second half of the season, a fresh new year in sixth in the league. Um, and we have to talk about it because it was a big comment made last night and we're going to do a separate video on it. But David Moyes, I mean, fair. we've talked about the players and how much, you know, um, how well they played last night. But fair play to David Moyes as well. I know we've always talked about, he, you know, got these um, tactics well, but I mean, he he really did. And he deserves a lot of credit for that. I mean, the fact is we've beaten Arsenal, Tottenham away this season, Arsenal away, just beating Man United at home as well. Um, you know, these are big wins and I, I think he deserves a pat on the back. I mean, you, get, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to give him a stick when he deserves it, I think you've got to give him praise when he deserves it. And I think he really did deserve um, a big pat on the back last night. And he came out of the end, I don't know if you saw it, um, he's been interviewed post-match and they asked him about his contract. What's going on with your contract situation? He, and his words are quite interesting, Riley. He turned around and said, um, yeah, yeah, the deal's, we're, we're sitting down soon. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, it'll be sorted out. No, no concerns at all. Basically, suggesting the deal is going to be sorted out very soon, that he's going to sign a contract. Um, I mean, look, I know there are fans out there that want change and wanted to sort of see a bit of a freshen up and a bit of a different approach. But, I mean, after results like that, it's hard to see anything other than a new Moyes contract. And really, I think it's hard to be too disappointed with it, really. I mean, if, he's, if, he, if we carry on the way we've been recently, who can moan? I mean, what's your feelings on Moyes, mate? Oh, it's such a conflicting one, mate, because I look at our performances and I mix them with our results and they just don't make sense to me, to be honest. I mean, mm. I think in that Man United game, um, you know, we were off it for a while. I think Man United were off it as well. Um, and then we come back and obviously we have a, we have a brilliant half, half an hour, which, you know, mm. caps off a good win. Um, I think yesterday, like, you know, maybe we get a little bit lucky with that first goal, but we still score a goal. And, um, you know, I think that, if Arsenal played a bit better, then they'd probably be able to pick us off with our approach. We've seen it so many times when we have that approach against, you know, sides like we played like Liverpool, for instance, we had that approach and we got absolutely hammered. Um, you know, it, ha it hasn't worked before, but, you know, how can you sit there and criticise a manager that's beaten Chelsea, Brighton, Arsenal, Man yeah. United, you know, went one new up against City, narrowly lost to City at home uh, mm. when they were in the form of their life, lives at six in the table, like, just won a trophy for it. I mean, it's so difficult to sit there and justify it. Yeah, um, it is. It's very sometimes hard. You, sometimes you watch it back and you think, like, am I just am I just delusional? Am I just being stupid? Because <laughs> you look at a manager with that amount of plaudits and you think, you know, this, this is Graham Potter right now. I think a lot oh, of yeah. people probably be like, absolutely, oh, he's, he's amazing. But obviously because of the connotations of Moisey Ball and the football we've seen from him, a lot of the time we're like, well, that's classic Moisey, isn't it? Doing this, doing that. And don't get mm. wrong, he's not perfect, but it's hard to it's hard to criticise. I mean, you've got to give him credit, mate. I mean, he, you know, mm. he's been under the cosh for a very long time, and even when he's winning, he's under the cosh. But he just gets results. It's just what he, he it's what he does. It's he what wins. he does, mate. It's what he does. He wins, mate. No, but it's I, I agree. It's, it's it's hard, isn't it? It's it, you know, as you say, the the argument, as you say, if, if if you're going to justify an argument to get rid of David Moyes, I mean, one I said it in a video yesterday that you can't. It's not fair to say, right, are you David Moyes in or out? And then you go, right, it, I'm David Moyes out. But you surely you need to know that who's coming in. I mean, it, I, and I think at the moment it'd be very hard to, to justify getting rid of him at the moment. It really would, unless you've got literally a world-class manager wanting the job and ready to come in. Then maybe that's the only reason that you might go, look, we're just going to make the change because we're pretty much guaranteed this guy's going to take us to the Champions League and he's going to take us 
within a few years to even maybe challenge him for a title. Do you know what I mean? Literally, that's what you'd expect. But uh, have we got that lined up? I doubt it. I don't think we're going to get someone like, are we going to get Xavi Alonso wanting to come to West Ham? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe that's the case. And if that is the case, then maybe there is a conversation to be had. But if someone said to you, mate, we're going to get rid of David Moyes and bring in Gary O'Neill, would you do it? I, I don't really see the point of it. I'd say, well, it's just, why would you bother? You've got mate, something to working. To be honest, I've been doing, doing the hokey pokey with Moyes for a very long time. I've been in, out, in, out, shake it all about for about fucking three years now. Like, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I stand with it, you know, but I 100% agree. I think unless you've got a, you know, someone that will come in and you can say definitively he would do as good or better than Moyes, then mm. I don't think you can get rid of him at the moment. And I don't think mm. there's a single manager out there that is available that you can sit there and say he would take West Ham to sixth in the league with, mm. with the competition that's in this league this season sixth in the league is, is mental I mean if we're there at the end of the season that'll be an, an insane achievement when you look at Villa doing yeah. better Newcastle Brighton Spurs back on it Chelsea sort of having a little bit like it would be mental to get sick yeah, I don't think people realise just how good that would be it would be, mate. It would be. Um, but before we wrap up the video, mate, it's time to do our man of the match, uh, top three. Um, let's start with our third place. Who you got in your third place, mate? Because this is a hard one because, as I said, everyone put in a good shift. So it's it's very difficult. I've changed this twice. So, but what, who did you have in third position? Oh, mate, it's so it's so difficult. It really is. But um, for me, I, I personally think Kudus was brilliant. I think he mm. won a lot of fouls. I think he he got us up the pitch quite a lot. It's probably between Kudus and Bowen. I think one of the forward players has to take a bit of plaudits. Um, mm. I was very tempted to go with Bowen, obviously, because of that assist. But I just think that Kudus showed everything that he needs to show, winning those fouls, mm. uh, being able to get us a little bit further up the pitch. I think it was really important for us uh, yeah. during the game. Right, okay. Well, I've gone with Mavropanos for that. I, I, I thought he was excellent um, against his old club, obviously getting the goal as well. But I've, he's been really good. I thought he was brilliant against Man United as well. I've, I'm really impressed with him. I've been impressed with him since the start. But I know he's had a couple of mishaps. I know he scored an own goal. And I know he's you know gave that goal away, didn't he, against um, Palace, wasn't it? Um, but he's ultimately, I think he's been a really good player for us. I think he looks like we've we've got a bit of a gem there. We've, we've got a, that's a clever signing. So Mavropanos for me. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've kind of got to say different. I've put you down obviously Kudus. You've gone for third. Second for me, I've gone Angelo Bonner. Oh, mm. Mate, I couldn't believe his performance yesterday. I, I was so surprised. I was telling my missus obviously, you know, before the game, I was like, oh no, I was like, I was asked, I'm going to batter him. I said, I don't know, how he's going to cope because he's so he's lost his, his legs are gone. I was like, but my God, he answered, you know, well, he proved me completely wrong. So I thought he was excellent. Um, who did you get in uh, for second, mate? Uh, I went with Mavropanos. I agree, I think, against against your old club. I mean, they, they were worried about the wrong return in person when they thought it was going to be Declan Rice returning to West Ham. But it was actually the Arsenal player returning yeah. to Arsenal. That was the <laughs> yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um, but he scores his goal. Again, I think it was defensively very sound. Um, and I think that both centre-backs had to be in the top three with how well they played. Uh, Emerson probably quite harsh actually to miss out uh, in my list looking back on it and I'm pretty sure yeah. he's probably going to be on your list but um, yeah. he was he was brilliant I thought Right then mate go on man of the match who, who are you giving it to? It's got to be Ogfather mate absolutely has to be I mean uh, I think especially considering the amount of service he's given to the club over the years mm. you know coming in with a lot of people telling us he's passed it including myself like again like like yourself I looked at the game and I thought you know, this is not a strong enough pairing that's going to keep, you know, Saka, Martinelli, Jesus quiet. Like this is, this is just, this is cup mm. stuff. Like this is not going well for us at all. But he came in and he did exactly what I thought 
he would do last season. He came in, he was assured. Uh, he got all the big tackles right. Um, he was air, he was strong in the air. And I think as well, he, he gave us that that assurance in terms of mentality as well. I think he probably mm. led from the back. He acted like a proper captain, I think, you know, with the yeah. absence of Kurt Zuma. Mm. Um, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I, I, I love Ogbonna. I think every West Ham loves, fan loves, loves Ogbonna. It doesn't mean necessarily wanting to play every single game for us because we see what he can do. Mm. But last night he definitely rolled back the ears and he's he's more than worthy of that man of the match award in my eyes. Yeah, I, I can't really argue it, mate, in a way. I mean, I put him as number two for me um, because I thought I, I, it was a very big toss-up between these two. I, I thought Ogbonna was amazing. Uh, just a wonderful performance, as you say. He's loved by West Ham fans. Just wonderful to see him play like that. Really, just roll back the years. It was brilliant. Um, but he didn't get it for me, actually. I've, I've got Emerson, number one, uh, my main match. I he was just immense. Um, I think yeah. he actually was the creator of all goals, even including the penalty, wasn't he? Because um, Rice took him down. He was just so good, and he's been so good for us this season. But it, it could have been any of the 11, really. It was, it was that good. I thought yeah, all of them definitely. played really well. Really well. Brilliant day for, for West Ham. And... Look, we're halfway through a season. We're sick from the league, like you say, mate. And if we can keep this going, I mean, it's going to be tough. We've got a long way to go yet. And we've got, obviously, Africa, African Cup of Nations, which is going to cause a bit few issues. Um, injuries as well. We don't know about Paqueta. We don't know the situation with Zuma. So we could be in for a tough couple of, a month or so here. But, look, it doesn't really matter in a way. Like, I mean, we're not in a relegation battle. Thank God we're, we're well away from all that kind of stuff this season. We've got lots to look forward to. We've got FA Cup coming up. We've got the Euro Europe coming back in March. Mate, these are good days and something we can really enjoy. And as we say, we'll talk about Moyes a little bit more in another video to be out tomorrow. But, mate, look, it's a brilliant end to the year. Fantastic to go there on, on Arsenal's um, home turf and get a result. Happy days, mate. Come on your irons. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.